a sentient orb new to existence that can take on the form of those who pass away in its presence, starts a journey through our world that will teach it what it means to be alive and what it means to be human. Is To Your Eternity the perfect series to introduce your friends to anime? Or should it be relegated to your own personal weeb watch list? I'm PJ. I'm Skylar. I'm Lauren. And this is Kawaii Disappointment. Obviously, this is our last episode of the year, and then it's, then it's 2023. Woo! Drink time. We're gonna drink into the new year. So I figured uh, what better thing to do as our, you know, little opener here than kind of prep our New Year's resolution. So do either of you have a New Year's resolution? Maybe not a resolution, but like something that I am I try to keep in mind, and I'd like to keep it in mind more because it kind of got away from me in 2022, which is a mantra that I've heard, which is, Everything in the universe is for me. So it's like, stop, stop fighting all the time and just, just go with it. Interesting. 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 <laughs> yeah. Very, very, uh, very holistically zen. Yeah. <laughs> um, my resolution is to be better about putting out content or like promotion content in a timely manner. Like uh, my Insta stories for each episode that comes out and not like a week in between because I'll I'll do like, cool, everything is on time every week around like literally day of or day after. And then I'm just like, I'm like two stories behind. I think it's a good resolution. It'll ideally help the podcast. I think my resolution is just to uh, do more things I enjoy. Mm. I think in 2022, I did a lot of things I had to do. In 2023, I'd like to do a lot of things I like to do, like the podcast Aww. and other things related to the podcast and things related to you guys and our fans and everything in between. Aww. But we might have things we want to do to this next year, but let's talk about what we want to do to a little bit of a different timeline. Hello and welcome back to Kawhi Disappointment, the show where two lifelong weebs, PJ and Skylar, guide their non-weeb friend, Lauren. Throw a new anime every week to determine if it's a kawaii success or a kawaii disappointment. This week, we are watching To Your Eternity as we close out Best of 2021 month. Yay! Oof. And all of 2022. (laughs) Oh my god. This is a big episode. Wow. The penultimate (laughs) of 2022. Oh, wow. 2023 is here. No, this is the ultimate. Oh, here it is. This is the last one. This is what Lizzie Lohan was singing about. I was going to say, is this... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Lindsay Lohan prepared us for this. You're it. You're the ultimate. But oh. let's talk about the ultimate. Lord, to your eternity. It's yes. a very, you know, speaking of your holistically zen mm. uh, intro, uh, to your eternity. What do you think that name is going to be about? Well, I just think it's really interesting that this month we featured both infinity and eternity in two anime. So I'm like, wow, really hitting the timestamp here yeah. at the end of 2022. <laughs> 2021 was a year of, like, ethereal time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, to your eternity, the your is what really stuck out to me. It seems, like, very targeted. Like, it's not just to eternity or, like, to infinity and beyond, whatever. It's to your eternity, right? So, I think that someone is cursed. And I think that this curse is one that's following the family. 
for eternity. And so we're now going to be with the protagonist who's like, I've had enough of this. I'm going to break the curse. And that is going to be what the anime is about, is trying to break this familial curse and then probably getting flashbacks of how it affected their family throughout history. Okay. Okay, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. What kind of curse do you think it's going to be? I don't know. It could be one of those where it's like, you know, your your firstborn child always dies or the love of your life ends up, you know, leaving you or the second you find happiness, <laughs> you're dead. Like, it's this something is, really grim. This is such an interesting, like, question in general because, like, anytime I think of family curses, for some reason I go with blood curses. Like... Oh, slowly poisoned after time. And then the person who's afflicted has to like go and find the like antidote for it. Mm. Otherwise, it's going to hop to the next person as soon as they die. And uh, so like adventure wise, like the whole story is around them trying to find an antidote and it's mystery and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to be going into a lot of very um, ethereal and a lot of very divine type of stories this is probably going to be fantasy maybe sci-fi because i think i think we're going to be getting into something like bigger than the person right and like there's a curse so there's clearly supernatural elements involved so yeah something big something sweeping and we're gonna break a curse i love it yeah i would be very interested to see kind of like how that plays out Mm -hmm. you know it's a little like the and it's not but like a little bit of the way you described it kind of made me think of like cloud atlas where like maybe like you know it's like through ge- different ge- them going through like different generations and stuff mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think we're definitely gonna see how the curse has impacted this family throughout time so we're probably gonna get flashbacks or maybe episodes set in different eras like it's a big story because it's a, it's to eternity right so this is forever right so yeah. i think it's gonna be big uh, once you saw the poster, did your thoughts change or you're like, yep, this, this is the the cast of cursed characters? This is it. I literally wrote that right there as a generational curse. So um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking... I just imagine like a plumber being like, yep, yeah, you got one of them there, generational curses. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but of you got one of them. The blood variety. <laughs> one of them generational curses. But I did change the the curse instead of being on a family, the curse is on a person and they are reincarnated over and over until they get things right. So kind of like just the most intense, most dramatic Groundhog Day of all time. And so every time they die, they're reincarnated into another person and they have to try to get it right again. They have to try to live their life the best they can. And then when they don't do it, they die. So I think this person in the background, like all these little torn pieces in the back where it shows all these different characters i think that's the same person who's getting reincarnated over and over and over again trying to get life right trying to live the best life that they can and sometimes they make it to an old age like the old woman on the far right and sometimes they don't make it past the age of like five or six like this little girl that's in the middle so like these are the different ages that they die at oh okay and then they're reincarnated again to try to get it right again And then this white haired person at the bottom with the glowing hands is clearly the one who set the curse. And they're probably the person who is meeting up with this character over and over to discuss what they did wrong, what they did right, whatever, because they look very just like unemotional and very detached, very much just like I'm just doing my job and you this is on you. I just did what I was supposed to do. Do you know what this reminds me of? What? 
Did you ever watch a show called Witches of East End? I have not. It came out in the early 2010s. So, like, basically, um, they're witches, obviously. And um, the one, the family has a curse on them to the point where um, the mom, she, you know, gives birth to two daughters. And at, like, their, like, 20th birthday or something, they always die in a certain way. And as soon as they die, the mother instantly becomes pregnant with them again and has to give birth. And they just keep. Oh god. She, and like they're stuck like she's stuck in her body all throughout time and um her sister's also like stuck in this like generational curse thing and she just has to keep giving birth to them and try to prevent their death every single time. So it reminds me of that because it's like the reborn mm-hmm. type thing and yeah. it's a family curse. Yeah. I think it's a little bit closer to like something like The Egg by Andy Weir oh, where it's yes. like I mean, granted, the egg is a little bit more like, you know, eternal and purposeful mm-hmm. or like that one is like, you know, you're essentially like the universe is like an egg for a god and eventually it will like be born and it's experiencing the lives of every single person that exists in the universe subjectively each time. And once it experiences all of the lives, it has like it'll achieve achieve godhood and be like born as a god. The the egg was a very popular short story in the early internet age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, regardless, those are just two story parallels that Skylar and I drew from this. Lauren clearly has the exact right plot down here, uh, as she <laughs> yeah, always yeah, does I'm, with her I'm predictions. the one who's right. Of course, always. <laughs> so let's go ahead and let's watch this, uh, this curse anime uh, as we uh, take a quick break and watch episodes one and two of To Your Eternity. So we're going to do that and we'll be right back. So stay tuned, everyone. All right, we're back. We have Lauren and Skylar. Watch episodes one and two of Two Year Eternity. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? This was like such a bummer. <laughs> they were so sad. And like the first one was sad. And then the second one, I was like, okay, maybe it won't be as sad. And then it somehow got worse and sadder. But I see like the silver lining coming. It's just far off in the distance. So like, I know it's a slow burn, but like, I felt so sad. <laughs> After watching yeah. these two. I had to like put my back towards the the door so no one saw me like silently shaking as like tears <laughs> just fell like down my fucking face. Yes. And I was, and I was like, all right, like Yeah. Uh, oh my yeah, God. no, this uh, this anime is really sad. It's very beautiful though. It was, yeah. But yeah, let's talk about it real quick. Let's go through some quick housekeeping. So, To Your Eternity is based on the manga by Yoshitoki Oima, who was also the mangaka for A Silent Voice, came up with this story after her grandmother passed away. It ran in Weekly Shonen Magazine from November 2016 to present, because it is still ongoing, has a current total of 18 volumes. The anime for season one was directed by Masahiko Murata and done by Brainspace, and for season two... Uh, is directed by Kyoko Sayama and done by Studio Drive, all in all done for NHK regardless. Season 1 ran from April to August of 2021 for 20 episodes, as Season 2 just started uh, this pre- this past October, October Ooh. of 2022, and, uh, and should be done theoretically by the time this episode comes out, but also I'm not positive how many episodes it's supposed to have, uh, oh. so it might not be. Oh. But regardless, the story is still being told. And let's talk about the story a little bit by breaking down episodes one and two. A mysterious being casts a small white orb onto the earth. The orb first takes on the form of a rock that spends an unmeasured amount of time lying there. 
One day, an injured white wolf collapses on top of the rock. The rock takes on the form of the now-dead wolf and wanders over to an encampment where most of the residents have died except for a cheerful boy. The boy recognizes the wolf and calls out to him as John. The boy packs up food and supplies to travel to a paradise beyond the mountains where he believes the people of his tribe are waiting, after leaving five years ago, while making him stay behind to watch the sick and elderly members of the village who have all died since. The two try to follow the trail the tribe left behind even after the boy suffers an injury to his leg, only to find the remnants of a caravan and multiple grave sites buried in the snow. Dejected, the boy heads back home with Joan, only to eventually succumb to his untreated injury. The boy's final request is for Joan to remember him forever. With the boy now gone in just an empty shell, the orb takes the form of the boy and continues its journey in search of new simulation, going off into the world to experience those things which the boy wished he could have experienced. The orb now wanders south in the form of the boy it met earlier. Not knowing how to act as a human, the boy dies multiple times from starvation, injury, and being beaten by a bear, but keeps regenerating itself each time. Meanwhile, a nearby village is about to sacrifice a little girl named March to appease its god named Oniguma. However, as the party carries March up the mountain to the altar, her friend Parona creates a diversion, allowing her to escape. As March runs away, she encounters the boy while he regenerates himself, scaring off her pursuers. March ends up feeding the boy multiple fruits, which he devours like a wolf. As the two rest, March has a nightmare about her friend and her baby sister being sacrificed to Oniguma in her place, and decides to wander back to the main road. However, the boy follows her, and March jokingly calls herself his mother, and that's episodes one and two of To Your Eternity. <sighs> okay. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, just heavy sigh. <laughs> I never thought seeing a person sit in a chair would make me so sad. But it did, right? Like, but, oh, oh God. Okay, so I love that this orb kind of, like, is progressing through different life forms. And you get to see the different skills he learns, or it learns, I suppose. I don't know if it has a gender. The different skills it learns and the different things it learns about life as it continues on its journey. So I like that it had this boy to be a companion to as a wolf. But oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Already like starting out, like when I see the wolf like die, I was like, oh no. Yes, like, I was like, is this animal death? How dare you throw this in my face in episode one? Right at the top. Right at the top. I was like, this is bleak. And then it somehow got bleaker. I like, okay, so um, I know it's very like, don't worry. They like live on within like the orb thing. Mm-hmm. But like, it still like really bummed me out. And like, I was just like, this orb should have, what's that condition people have uh, when they're like, I'm not good enough or I'm not qualified for this. Imposter syndrome? Yeah, that orb <laughs> should have imposter syndrome. Well, so they don't really live on. Like, yeah, no, I know. They, their memories live on, I guess, in, in that essence. Like, because you could argue that any them. of us remembering anybody means that they live on. But, I mean, those people are gone. Yeah. Right. But they're also not, right? Ultimately, they will stay forever with this orb. Yeah, it's like just kind of recording everything. Yeah. And he was so sweet, too. The boy was so so nice, so optimistic. Yeah, just like relentlessly optimistic and so great to the point where he finally has like a breakdown. It's like so miserable. Like they convey... Like, oh, God, they convey the emotions so perfectly of someone who's just, like, utterly destroyed and defeated. Yes. Who's, like, put in all this effort for literally nothing. Nothing. And they're alone and they are dying. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. When he is, like, 
crying and he's like you know i've just been talking to myself here and like using you as like a mouthpiece but like you're also just here i'm all alone like winters i don't have anyone to talk to i'm literally just going crazy by myself here yeah. i wanted so badly for the orb to be able to just talk back to him oh yeah I that would have been too easy it was like tom hanks and wilson and <laughs> Castaway. Oh, yeah. oh my god i mean the loneliness yeah but i mean just like tom hanks and castaway he had something to cling to which in Tom Hanks's case was Wilson the volleyball but in this case was the wolf and so that's what kept him going and even though it was just one character and a wolf for an entire episode I was so engaged the whole time the storytelling oh, yeah. here is just immaculate and not even that but everything's so stunning and the yes. music is oh my haunting <laughs> and yes. and oh god now, March, March is so, so, so cute. She's adorable. And she, when they're inspecting the children, she looks so stoked and so excited to like. Well, she wants to be a grown up. She wants yeah. to be like useful and like, you know, do what grown ups do. When she's like chosen, it's so cute. And as soon as they're alone and the father just breaks down and starts crying <laughs> with like the mom. And like when she, oh God, when she's just like, I don't want to die. I want to be a mommy. Oh. I want to be a mother. And then you see all the villagers outside like hearing this like breakdown and they just all look so sad so often you see like like storylines betrayed like this where you have to sacrifice someone to a god as like oh this is a great honor and it's very like not a whole lot of sadness except for the like the sacrifice and so Mm -hmm. it was really refreshing to see everyone be fucking sad yeah i mean well there were only what like Three kids. Three kids, yeah. In the whole village. Three kids and a, one baby. So there's like four kids in no, this it's village. Two kids total. and one baby. Yeah. Two kids and one baby. Oh my God. So that's even worse. Yeah. I was telling PJ, I was like, honestly, because they're like, oh yeah, if you run away, we'll get someone else. Like they could just, there's not that many kids. The, the person no. with the child or the person with the baby, I know it's March's sister. They could just like leave. And then when March is gone, like then there's no kids. There's so. no kids. But I wonder, I, it occurred to me, I don't know if this is actually a thing. I was like, is that why there are so few kids here? Because one, they keep getting sacrificed. And two, people are so terrified of having that taken away from them that they're just like not having kids. It Maybe. happens in, in situations like that where people fear having children because like they don't want to lose them. Yeah. And ultimately, because obviously, ultimately, they clearly have like multiple villages that they exactly. go to. And mm-hmm. it's like, this time it's your turn. This time it's your turn. But it's very yeah. Shirley Jackson, the lottery. Oh my God, the lottery! <laughs> it is though, or like Hunger Games. I was like, gonna say yeah. we, ha- uh, my generation had this little story called the Hunger the- Games. <laughs> Did you push your glasses up your nose as you said it? Um, we had the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> you probably haven't heard of it. Okay, so I we had to read the lottery as like fifth graders, and I remember the first time feeling like so bamboozled. Like, oh yeah, you don't see it coming. Yeah, because it was it was very like, haha. I just taught you like the lesson of context and blah blah blah, and not everything. Like you think lottery and you think like money and like fortune and stuff, whereas like it could be 
anything. And I was just like, truly as a fifth grader, feeling so bamboozled and being like, oh my God, what is the world? Yeah, no, I remember that short story distinctly. I think I read it around the same time. And I, it's, it stuck with me my entire life because it starts so happy and everyone's going to town. Everyone's like, it's the lottery today. And then they draw the name of the person they're going to kill. And I was like, what the fuck? So yeah, yeah no, very lottery vibes here. Just like the stoning too. <laughs> I was like, what a way to die. That's awful. Anyways. Uh, anyway, yeah. Poor March, March like, though. Yeah, her, again, going back to her breakdown, it literally broke my heart. The yeah. fact that she could like, I guess, because she, she looks so young, but like the fact that she really has like, you know, the like, you know, all of this means that she, uh, you know, is going to die. and She's not going to reach her achievements and goals and all that stuff. Like, you're like, okay, well, she's she's not that young. She, like, <laughs> understands what death and everything is. And it's just, it's so heartbreaking. It is. Just like Hayase, like, on their way up the mountain, she's just like, oh, like, this is a great honor. You should feel, like, special. And you know what? In your next life, you'll be able to do this, like, even more because you'll, like, I don't know. <laughs> be able to do whatever you want in paradise and i'm just like i fucking hate this bitch yeah i mean you know, she clearly you has to do this though fucking know. <laughs> you guys have no fucking idea hayasa is a fucking monster oh <laughs> i believe it god i mean i didn't like her anyway so i'm i feel very vindicated but like oh that's a bummer that it gets worse oh uh, yeah the, the, uh. that's pretty much like the whole through line for this anime is it can get worse. And it, it will, and it does. <laughs> this anime, I will say, like, has a lot of... Uh, obviously, episode one and two are... Su- episode one is a complete bummer. Uh, episode mm. two has a little bit more levity, but it has some happiness. There are a lot more happy moments as the series goes on, right? As, like, those developments happen. But it's kind of like one of those, like, it just builds you up to break you down kind of shows. Oof, um, oof. the orb i'll keep calling the orb because you guys don't know his name yet but yeah i orb, don't know as you as you have seen can take on the form of anyone that dies like basically near him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he develops quite a repertoire oh wow Does he's, like he a like, fucking, he's like a fucking choose your character as fucking select screen like a sim generator <laughs> No, like, I I continued watching past episode one and two, and I literally, I was just like, I'm literally not in the mental headspace to carry this kind of, like, trauma and baggage around. Yes! (laughs) And, like, so I put it on pause. I will revisit and continue on. Um, But spoiler, I I guess. That's fine. We don't care if you want to watch it. We care if Lauren watches it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But again, it's so gorgeous. It's really a very is. beautiful anime. Yeah. Very well animated. Um, and the details are very uh, raw and visceral. And, you know, it also has its, like, very cartoony, you know, moments. But, like, in, like, you know, like, the moment when he starts f- first walking away after regenerating from March in her face. Like, she, like, fully, like, stone faces. So she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, but, like, God, just the... The visual of seeing the nameless white-haired boy is just slowly like getting worse and dying and, again. And, and the again. little details, because like yeah. he was like, yeah, you know, the wound is getting better. Um, no, I just mean like when he when he oh, is the, the white-haired when, when the, the white-haired boy. boy is the boy is is himself. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and like yes. um, you know, like the little details, like when he's like, yeah, the wound's getting better, but like 
you still see more blood forming on the bandage or like you know when he just rewrapped it but you could see fresh blood on his sheets like you know it's it's really well done uh to kind of just tell you like no like shit's shit's going wrong here yeah. and you know at the entire time like there's this impending sense of dread even when he gets back home you like know it's like almost over Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. Happy New Year from the Kawaii Disappointment Podcast. It's been a wild year for us with a brand new host, some major format changes, and a ton of fun episodes along the way. 2023 will only bring more fun, more changes, more growth, but the same Kawaii Disappointment you know and love. So here's to a great 2023 with all of you. Hey, you like anime? What about manga? Anime figures? General anime merch? Well, if you like any of those things, then Right Stuff has you covered. With a huge selection, Right Stuff is your number one shop for anime, manga, figures, and more. If you want to visit Right Stuff, use the affiliate link in our show notes or go to kawaiidisupod.com and click the Right Stuff affiliate link across the top or the Right Stuff banner along the bottom. And part of your sale gets kicked back to us to help support the show. If you're looking for other ways to support the podcast or are just craving more Kawaii Disappointment, then check out our Patreon. Hours and hours of bonus content are available immediately for just $3 a month, and more is always on the way along with exclusive polls, Q&As, and goodies at our higher tiers. December is set to have even more amazing bonus content with a reduced redo of Kaguya-sama Love is War, a brand new entry into our Kawaii Desu Film Club series, where we will be watching Satoshi Kon's Christmas classic, Tokyo Godfathers, and more. Find us on Patreon by searching for Kawaii Disappointment or by going to patreon.com slash kawaiidesupod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons, starting off with our eternal Desu patron, our $8 tier, the truly incomparable Alex J. They're not alone though, as we also have our amazing super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Kilua, Magic Girl Girl Charlotte, Rebel in an Isekai, and Jellums, and our Kawaii Desu patrons, our $3 tier, Eliza L, Albany G, and our newest patrons, Aubrey Z, and Nick infomercial you're all pretty kawaii desu in my book you can't spell kawaii disappointment without kawaii which is why we're excited to partner with so kawaii so kawaii is a monthly box full of cute and kawaii items from japan each box includes five to eight or so kawaii items carefully selected and packed by their team of kawaii lifestyle lovers if you want to visit so kawaii use the affiliate link in the show notes or go to kawaiidesupod.com and click the so kawaii affiliate link across the top or the so kawaii banner along the bottom and part of your sale gets kicked back to help support the show Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod. You can also find us on Tumblr now because Twitter might not be a thing for too much longer. Or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us. And if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, rate us five stars on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It really does help. We will see you all again next week as we kick off our first ever Listener Recommended Month. Stay tuned on social media for the lineup. Now, back to the podcast. When he, like, is so sick, and then you see him, like, sit in his chair, and he's like, I'm done. I've literally felt that before. (laughs) Like, sitting down and being like, that's it. No, No, I mean, I will say, like, yeah, this that entire kind of, like, first episode really brought back no, it wasn't like traumatic for me, but it did bring back a lot of the trauma from when Skylar and I got really, really bad COVID during like the peak of COVID. Because Ooh, right. I remember laying on the couch being like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like I literally, 
I don't. And then PJ's just like, what do you mean? And I'm just like, I can't, I can't do this. And he's like, what is this? And then I got hospitalized and they're like, oh yeah, uh, if you didn't come to the hospital, you'd be dead by tonight or tomorrow morning. And I was like, damn, that sucks. (laughs) Good thing I'm here. (laughs) I'm really glad you went. Yeah. But it, and it brought back a lot of those feelings. Like I, you know, cause I wasn't, as bad as Skyler, but I was pretty bad. But like mm-hmm. just watching it reminded me of seeing her kind of going through that. Oh, I bet. And very minorly of me going through that, especially like the kind of like the loneliness and the isolation. Yeah, because uh, since it was still during quarantine, um, this was the first time we'd ever spent really any time alone because PJ was stuck at home with the kitty cat and I was like stuck in a hospital room. And like it literally just felt so lonely i've never felt more alone in my entire life and i feel like pj feels the exact same way oh yeah i mean lauren could probably attest to like my mental state during that time yeah you haunting our apartment yeah i felt like a fucking ghost i also i did feel like so close to like you know being out of this this place (laughs) uh it was a rough time but you know not to get too dark but this is a sad anime you know so it's gonna lead to some sad conversation but god there's something it's just so beautiful again in the way that it's done like because you this orb knows nothing of like emotion or love or feelings but you could see the pain in its in its eyes like when it's pulling when it's pulling him with its teeth being like no you have to keep going and then even when it like it's just kind of there with him during his last moments and realizes that he's dead like you realize that the orb is feeling that sadness and that loss mm-hmm and it's it's this very beautiful moment and then you have like the very intense and purposefully intense because it's never really that intense again uh but that really intense transformation from uh joan into into the person yeah Mm -hmm. like when you see it was very like reverse american (laughs) american werewolf in london yeah when you just like see the tendons and everything kind of uh you know stretch out to be like bipedal and all that good stuff um but like just those like little details are so impactful like the one that i think about the most is when um joanne goes into the hut for the first time Mm -hmm. and it feels the heat and you see the whole like the whole like fur and body kind of shiver in a very like ooh, like in a good kind of chills kind of way they're like this is so Mm -hmm. comfortable i feel happiness like warmth is literally the best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it made me feel like when someone goes and like rubs your back and you get like goosebumps in a good way. <laughs> yeah, no, this anime has so many great visual details that really help tell the story. Mm-hmm. It is really beautiful to watch as much as as much sadness as you feel. It really it, it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, like, did you ever think like a crude drawing of like a person and a dog's face next to each other? would like make you depressed send me into just a spiral i kept telling pj last night i was like i wonder if anyone has a tattoo of that i think that'd be a really great tattoo and she kept saying it so often and i just kept laughing and she's like why are you laughing and i was like i mean it sounds like you want it as a tattoo <laughs> it sounds like you want to be the person that has it as a tattoo <laughs> yes, would it be Skylar. interesting if this person got that tattoo would it be a cute tattoo and then pj's just like yeah okay <laughs> Skylar, do you want this tattoo? (laughs) Kind of. But, like, I would actually have to get through the whole anime first. Otherwise, it'd be, like, a fucking poser. But, like, just that first episode, it felt like a short film. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. 
again, and I think it is based off like feeling so similar to him before he died. And I think that's probably why like I'm so just like attached to it and emotional. I'm just like <laughs> that little drawing is so impactful and it makes me really sad, but also so happy because like he drew that right before they left with so much hope and so much optimism. When he got to experience that you know because he would have died alone if joan you know if if the orb hadn't come back as joan because joan did die out there you know yeah Mm -hmm. so he would have just been fully alone and he never even joan's been gone for months and he never lost hope that he would come back just like he never lost hope that his people would come back one day and the fact that in in death his spirit got to see them and feel Again. that happiness oh. and feel that joy. And <laughs> and be like, do you guys know what fruit tastes like? <laughs> and that's why it is so beautiful that, that he gets to eat so much fruit in episode two. Because like he even sees it and he, there is that moment of he's like, oh. like He doesn't say it because he can't talk, but he's like, that's fruit. That's it. That's what we've yeah. been looking for. And, you know, obviously, again, there's a lot more light moments in episode two, but it's just there to kind of like gut punch you afterwards. <laughs> right yes, 100% it's, yeah it's it's a lot of like wow look at how cute like marches like this fun little village uh oh look perona's gonna take her hunting oh no perona's trying to like take her like so that they can't it's find her and is like yeah. right there being like where the fuck do you think you're going uh, yeah not not a fan of her so i'm glad that she yeah, I'm she glad she's a like, demon. I'm glad she's a demon because i thought she was one but <laughs> you know and then again like there's like some kind of funny moments throughout it for sure, especially with March. March is a delight. She's and so you know, cute. just seeing the orb kind of just like always like slapping the food out of her hand and going and eating it. And she's like, that one was supposed to be for me. And he just keeps eating and keeps eating until and he's full. Crying. And then his like yeah. colors, his eye color changes. Mm-hmm. PJ and I kept saying, like, why does she just, why does she keep coming down from the tree? Just eat the fruit in the tree. You're already in the tree. <laughs> maybe, maybe her balance is bad when she's up there and she like can't eat with any confidence. You need that core strength to like sit up there and she's like a kid, you know? Yeah, she don't even got a neck. <laughs> Do you think she got the abs for that? No. I was going to say, you only get necks when you grow up. <laughs> That's something you have to earn. But yeah, like, ultimately, it's clearly very tragic. But it also, like, ultimately, he's going to give, whether whatever happens to March, he's giving March a chance to be a mom. Because to be everything she's wanted. the orb is essentially an infant. It knows mm-hmm. nothing about how to talk, how to live, how to do anything. And March gets to do that for him now, or for them now. Um, so like regardless of what happens to March, this gives her that opportunity and that's very beautiful. It's very sad that this it might is. be the only time that she gets to have that joy. Like, you know, she wants like <laughs> she so desperately just wants to live a life. Like it's such a simple thing to want. It's something that we all take for granted is that we all got to become adults and grow up and have lives. And not everyone does. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. So many people, yeah, don't get to experience that. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's tragic and it's a reality that, you know, we just don't, we take for granted, really. Like, you just don't think about the fact that you being alive right now is, is, is something more than deal. a lot of people just don't have. Yeah. It's, it's a very, it's very, again, this anime is just so beautiful. And again, you know, like, 
it's going to be. Again, Oima is known for telling these very beautiful stories. The Silent Voice is a very beautiful, very heartfelt story. Mm-hmm. Another story that makes people very much like cry and weep and like feel their feelings. And, you know, Oima specifically kind of was jumping off of that. Like, A Silent Voice is about people in the present kind of dealing with their past, whereas To Your Eternity is more about people dealing with the future. Yeah. Um and what's to come. As soon as you said who wrote the manga, I was just like, a fucking course this was. <laughs> Only she could write pain like this. But it still has that element of hope like we've been talking about. Like, yes, mm-hmm. it is an absolute gut punch. And like you there are times where you like do not feel good about what is happening on screen. But there's always that underlying this suffering isn't for nothing. Like yeah. there, there is a point to this and it will end up in a better place. There, there's so much like media and content, et cetera, that is just a bummer for the sake of being a bummer. Yes. And like, this is like what you said, very purposeful. Yes. Yeah. It's meant to, you know, push the characters to have a, a better life or to fulfill the things that they've always wanted to fulfill. You know, it's not needless pointless we're doing this because we can suffering it is it is meant for something bigger it's not um exploitative or exploitive yeah and it's Mm. again it's very it's again like i agree right it's done with a purpose everything is so purposeful right and like there's just these beautiful storytelling motifs that are hard to like pick up when you're first watching it but like you know the orb literally like starts off in this vast landscape of white where like you can't even see further than yourself, right? And as it grows, as it learns more, it's starting to go into this world of vibrance and like openness because because we are meant to feel like the orb, right? Like mm-hmm. when we're seeing them travel through this open tundra of nothingness, it's supposed to feel like there's nothing out there because that's how the orb feels. All it knows is this. All it literally knows is itself and this boy. And then as it grows to learn more, we start to see more of the world. And it's, Mm -hmm. uh, again, it's just so well done. So sad, but so well done. So fucking sad. Jeez Louise, man. This is a bummer. One of my favorite, like, YouTubers that talks about anime is uh, is this guy called CJ the Champ. And it's very funny. You know, he, he talks about anime in a very, like, very comedic light. And he did an episode on To Your Eternity. And even he, what, like, is still talking about it in a very comedic light. But, like, it's still, like, clearly so sad. To Your Eternity, a journey of pain, sadness, and sorrow. <laughs> that's, just the, that's just the rest of the title, right? There's, like, a colon. Yeah. yeah and if you just, look up, yeah. in general, if you look up To Your Eternity on YouTube, there's a lot of, like, To Your Eternity, a journey of pain, sadness, and sorrow. The sad beauty of To Your Eternity, you know, it's a lot of stuff like that. Because, like, hey, it's so beautiful and sad and rough and... It was just one of the most beautiful stories I think I've seen in anime mm. uh, in a long time. And I think it will stick with me for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it has a lot of staying power. Yeah. But obviously, <laughs> let's take a, a little bit of a, you want to break from the sad? Uh, let's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the music of To uh. Your Trinity. So uh, maybe it'll still lead into the sad a little bit here. Uh, the music is done by Ryo Kawasaki, who does a stunning job. Stunning yes. job with this. Uh, the music is so weighty, so heavy, so beautiful throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really helps to amplify everything that's happening for the desolation, the sadness, the orb's journey, the human's journey. And it feels so tonally different from episode one to episode two. 
but yeah. it never detracts from what's happening on screen. It's beautiful. I think my favorite word for this episode is purposeful. <laughs> <laughs> the word of the day is the word of purposeful. the day. <laughs> purposeful. Again, like everything, every sound is just it feels so purposeful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's so gorgeous. It's so beautiful. I this a lot of the scoring sounded really familiar to me in such a like nostalgic, but like so far out of my reach kind of way. I don't know how to describe it. It's just gorgeous. I love it. Yeah. 10 out of 10 would recommend. 10, 10 out of 10. Well, let's talk about the music a little further as we talk about the OP and the ED. So our OP is Pink Blood by Hikuro Utada. Lauren, tell me what you thought of that OP. This is not your typical anime OP, and I think it fits this anime perfectly. It's not like other OPs. It's not like other Other OPs. OPs. (laughs) Um, But I still enjoyed it. And like I said, it fits the anime perfectly. The visuals were fine. I think, I mean, I haven't seen past episode two, but I think it does that thing where it like gives away a lot of the plot. It actually changes as it goes, I think. Oh, that's nice. Because I know for season two, it's the same song, but the visuals are updated. Like, Mm. I think it's one of those, like, not as uh, integrated as something like um, Shoko Tensei, but I think it it does, uh, like, change as it goes. Okay. That's nice. But obviously, I would be remiss uh, if I didn't acknowledge the very beautiful elephant in the room, which is Utala Hikuru, or Hikuru Utala, is one of Skylar and I's favorite favorite musicians of all time. They were the, you know, they are one of the main musicians for the Kingdom Hearts series. Mm-hmm. And just a lot of stuff in general. Obviously, uh, we are very big fans of their music. You know, we walked down the aisle to a lot of Kingdom Hearts times. We had a very Kingdom Hearts-themed wedding. So it was mm-hmm. very exciting to see uh, Utala Hikaru kind of represented here in this anime and be a part of it. That's so sweet. And yeah. and it's a beautiful song. It's it a little really disjointed and intense at first, and then it kind of like, or not even Evens intense, out. but like, it like, there's parts at the beginning where it like kind of goes off beat, but like, and then it slowly gets more in sync. And I think that's purposeful. Like, again, I think there's this kind of, again, purposeful, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, I think there is, like, this design choice. And obviously, something that Utala Hikaru is a master at is taking a story and building a song and a narrative around that story. Because, again, Mm -hmm. that is what, you know, Sanctuary and Simple and Clean and all these beautiful songs are. uh, And does a great job with it here with Pink Blood, in my opinion. Yes. I agree. Oh my god, they are so important to us. And again, like we did like walk down the aisle to it. And I feel so dumb. I felt so, so dumb. Because I was like, when I was listening to this to pick an artist, I was like, oh, 
Uh, I know exactly who to choose. <laughs> I, I'm going to choose Don't Think Twice, the credit version from Kingdom Hearts 3 <laughs> by Utana Ikaru. And I was like, perfect. I was like, who sings this? It sounds so familiar Similar. and perfect and wonderful to the point where the song I've just chosen is so perfect. And I looked it up and I was like, well, fuck. Can I say something like that similar happened with the ED, but I'll get there. <laughs> Oh god! Where I ended up finding a song that I was like, "This is perfect." Oh, it's by the same artist. <laughs> the same thing happened to me too, PJ. I can't wait to see what yeah. encountered. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Utala Higuru is um, just uh, amazing. Does a great job with this. If you don't know our listeners out there, Utala did come out, I think, in 2020 or 2021 as non-binary. Uses they them pronouns. So, just a little fun fact for all of you who might be fans from you know since you were kids don't know that and we're wondering why we're saying they them a lot but that said let's move on to our outro so our ed is mediator by masahi hamazu Lauren, tell me what you thought of that outro. This was anything, unlike anything I've ever seen before in an outro, but the the no lyrics part, having no lyrics, and it really put emphasis on the visuals, which I really liked. I felt that that was like part of the journey. You know, it's not about, it's not about the song itself. It's about these two mediums coming together and making something really beautiful. And Ryan, I think that is a great way of putting it, right? Because it has very traditional Japanese music with interlace with these like beats and guitar and drums and almost techno-y vibes and it is very two things colliding in a very Mm -hmm. good way Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun and again it's so it is so unique the way that the ed kind of is that very like soft kind of like japanese music with some like beat and like edge thrown into it and then when the guitar and drums kind of kick in the visuals completely change yes and it gives you this much more intense energy and gives you that like kind of like stress a little bit of what's to come and yeah it's it's so well done yeah Mm -hmm. i love that there are no vocals i mean like you hear a little bit of vocals but like it's just like you know choral vocals Yeah, yeah like no words or anything and i think it's that much more like impactful than something that would have lyrics Agreed. It, yeah, it's so stunning. And once again, it really reminded me of something. And I was like, Yeah, wow. so um, similarly to how Utada Hikaru is uh, insanely famous for their work on Kingdom Hearts, Masahi Hamazu is probably one of the most iconic video game composers of all time, having done the music for every 3D mainline Final Fantasy game. Holy shit. You know, one of the most <laughs> iconic video game composers, uh, both Square Enix, by the way, Kingdom Hearts Square Enix, Final yep. Fantasy Square Enix, not related to this at all. Like, this is not, this is not little, like a Square like, Enix thing. anime or anything, because they do make manga and anime. 
Right. Which we've done. Yeah. Shout out Bungo Shade. Yeah, Dogs. Masahi Hamazu. Yeah, I straight up have had chosen um, I had chosen a song for Final Fantasy Seven Remake and then I was like, Oh, <gasps> that's that's Masahi Hamazu. <laughs> I literally also chose Final Fantasy Seven Remake. And then I, was like, I chose shit, I have to think of something else. Is it all quiet at the gates? It might be. I I literally as soon as I realized it was him, I was like, Oh well fuck. <laughs> I know. I was like, God damn it that's not here nor there but clearly we're already on the topic a little bit so great op great ed why don't we move on to our segment what modern contemporary artist do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros all right lauren why don't you tell me who you went with for pink blood i am not very confident in my choice but there was really only one artist i could think of and even looking through other artists i kept coming back to this one so i was like all right well i guess it is gonna be ariana grande uh i picked her song uh positions I think that's pretty good. You know, I think she's a little poppy. It's a little bit more poppy. It's a little bit mm-hmm. more um positive energy, right? Yes. And not to say that Pink Blood is even like a super sad song, but it is like a very like it's traditional R and B. Whereas this is a little bit more pop R and B, but it still has yeah. that R and B influence. Ariana, a great R&B vocalist. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, I see what you're going for. I think Ariana is a decent voice approximation for Utada for sure. And I think the general vibe is definitely there. Oh, God. Thanks. Yeah, I think this is a really, a really good choice. Re-experiencing and re-watching the OP with you guys. Um, I think if we didn't re-watch and we just listened to it, I would have been like, um, yes, this is a great choice, Lauren. But like the visuals just capture their misery and like mm-hmm. defeat so perfectly that I'm just like, this is like a little too optimistic for me. Sure. But I think like the voice approximation is like really, really good. Yeah. I'll go next. Also, you know, I was talking about the R&B influence. I really try to find that kind of vibe. I ended up mm-hmm. going with Good Days by SZA. I like this. The vibes are definitely like more on par with yes. um, what the anime is. Agreed. Um, yeah, you. I think this is a fantastic choice, PJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like your choice much better than my choice. I think this is a really great option. I do still think they're both good choices, but yeah, you know, this is a uh, you know, this is a lot more emotional of a song, and I think that's mm-hmm. you know captures the vibe. But ultimately, yeah, I still think they're both good choices, and I think Skylar will bring us home with a with an, another great choice. <laughs> I think you did better than me, PJ. I think me and Lauren are like on the same level. As soon as I felt so defeated and I had to choose a different artist, (laughs) I was like, who could even compare? And I was just like, all right, just like focus on the vibe and like the music. And I ended up going with No Air by Jordan Sparks featuring, unfortunately, Chris Brown. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good choice. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like that. The vocals are a little bit also more poppy, but it still carries a little bit more of that weight for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think Jordan is is also a very good choice. I think this is a very solid selection. Yeah, I think that the vocals match up really, really well. And I think even though it is more like poppy, it's a closer approximation in vibe than Ariana was for sure. So I think that you did a great job. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. I appreciate that. And thank you, PJ. 
All right. So why don't we talk about our ED? So Lauren, who'd you go with for mediator? This one really frustrated me because every like five or 10 seconds, I was like, it reminds me of this song. Oh, no, wait. It reminds me of this song. Oh, no, wait. So there were like 20 different songs that I listened to and none of them fit the vibe perfectly. So I ended up settling for Lindsay Sterling, her song Artemis. I think it's pretty good. I was going to say, it even has like the choral like thing going yeah, on. Yeah, that's why I picked this song in particular. I think, yeah, this is wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, no. Okay, Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's very solid. You know, obviously it it's kind of very stripped down because it doesn't have as many components. Right, yeah, and it's very violin heavy. As, uh, you know, Mediator does, but I think it's yes. still a very good approximation. Thank you. I ended up trying really hard to try to match as many of the components. Still didn't do that good of a job because, again, Masahi is a very unique and talented composer. It's hard to find something that matches it that isn't just him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I ended up finding the sign that I liked for it. Ended up going with Gunmetal Black by Varian. I like this. I like this a lot. It's like a lot more like intense in a different way, Mm -hmm. but it's great. It's a fun time. Yeah. I think this is a great approximation for a song that is very hard to pin down. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard because I I did want something that had the the intensity with the with like the techno beats with the the Japanese instrumentation in it. Yeah. And this was as close as I could find. I think it's a great choice. Thank oh, yeah, you. definitely. Uh, Skylar, close us out here. So I felt very <laughs> defeated when I like couldn't use him or use Final Fantasy. I was like, damn it. And I ended up going with something that just kind of gave me the same emotions. It might not be like similar, but in my heart, it's similar. In my heart. Um, I went with Lost Paintings by the Castlevania sound team. <laughs> now you're just being like, I'll just find a different video game composer. Yeah, I totally see. Yeah, I totally see fit. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's similar to Lords. Like it's a little bit more like stripped down version. But I see, I still see it. Like the essence, the energy is still there. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I think this is a great vibe match. All right. Yeah. No. Very good choices all around for that OP and that ED. Uh, very good work, everyone. And with that, I think it's time we take a quick break. Uh, probably cry a little bit more as we watch some oh, additional God. clips, additional context, and get your closing thoughts on to your eternity. So we're going to do that, and we'll be right back. So stay tuned, everyone. All right, we're back and we had Lauren watch some additional clips, some additional context, some additional sad scenes and sadder scenes and intense scenes and heavy scenes. And somewhere in there, there was probably some fun and lightheartedness. But overall, you know, uh. Uh, what can you say that we haven't already said? Tear Eternity is quite the series uh, and it's got quite the weight to it. And I'm wondering if it's the kind of weight that you feel you can handle and carry, Lord, as I ask you the question, would you keep watching Tear Eternity? 
I mean, this doesn't pretend to be something it's not, right? It doesn't start with something really lighthearted and then get heavy out of nowhere. This stays very consistently emotionally heavy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the entire time. But it really, the way that you explore the world is really fascinating. The way it like kind of expands out, like we were talking about earlier. And I really do enjoy the different characters that we get introduced to. Perona is my favorite. She's just so like badass and so sweet. Yeah, I mean personally, obviously having watched more of it like Fushi, which you've learned now through the context clips is his name. Yeah, that is his name. Um Fushi is I mean a great oh, protagonist. So I don't cool. usually yeah. pick the protagonist, but you kind of like really learn with Fushi and I you know, I just love it. Yeah, absolutely. Perona is just so great, Lauren. Like, I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her heart is just, like, such in a great place. And, like, God, all the characters are so good. Like, also, look at March. Cutie pie. Yeah. So cute March. Yeah. No, there's so many, yeah, there's so many great characters in this. You only meet more and more, like... It's true. And ultimately, their personalities are very quick bursts of something. Because, uh, you know, the world is supposed to feel very, like, fleeting for Fushi. But they still do a good job of making making you care about these characters a lot, uh, mm-hmm. and they do that on purpose so that they can like rip your heart out every like episode or two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was Attack on Titan? Yeah, fucking, but worse. <laughs> Lord, yeah, because this one's just you know it's just go, so go, go, focused go, go, on go. the emotion. Yeah, in Attack on Titan, it's like don't get attached to them because like in season they're, three they they're die. Gonna die. Yeah, here it's like don't get attached to them because in two episodes they're probably gonna die. God, yeah. um, but that's chainsaw that. man but, all over yeah. again. Yeah. But, you know, with like, even with all of that in consideration, you see the beauty in all of this. And you see, ironically enough, um, the humanity that is being portrayed, even though our protagonist is not human. And I think it's really beautiful. So I know I'm going to need to get a brand new full box of tissues. But yes, I will continue to watch to your return. <laughs> Yay! Absolutely I love, love it. it. We already know Skylar is going to. Uh, as well i have seen all of season one i have not started season two yet because i don't know if i'm mostly ready for it but we'll see (laughs) that's fair um yeah no this is a phenomenal anime there's so much love about it but i wonder if someone new would find those same things enjoyable this is now time for our question would you recommend to your eternity to someone looking to start their anime journey i i think i would yeah i completely agree i would too i i mean there's a lot of you need to know the person need to make sure that they're okay with something this heavy. But yeah. I think it does a great job of the storytelling and like building the world as you go. And you know, it doesn't it isn't hard to understand everything that's happening and to get into it. And especially for someone that you maybe have in your life that has put off getting into anime because they're like, well, I'm not really into like big fights. Yeah. Or, you know, like this the, thing, like the falling this, in love trope. Yeah. And, like, yeah. well, I think this is a great way to be like, no, like, this is, this, this could is, be so much this more. This is different. Yeah. 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 You know, well, I was literally going to say, I think this is a great suggestion for those people who are like, oh, anime is for kids. Like, it's cartoons. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Bet. And yeah. it's because I used to like kind of use that as banana fish, but this is more palatable. This is without... much more palatable than banana fish. If you like told me like one of your favorite movies was like Dear Zachary, I'd be like, I have the perfect anime for you. <laughs> God. Yeah, no, it's a bummer, but it's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. You know, like we say, like, we talk about purposefulness a lot, right? But is this anime is really about finding beauty in the pain? And yeah. finding humanity 
in everything. Um, and it's it's just so well done. And I think it's a story and a moral and an energy that anyone can find themselves attached to because it's so well well done and well told. Absolutely. 100% recommend, uh, 100% a Kawaii success. Uh, it seems like there's only one question left to ask. And that question is, is there an AMV for that? AMV, anime music videos, is there an AMV for that? All right, Lauren, you know the rules. Give me your song and artist for To Your Eternity. So thinking of our main protagonist, Orb, man person i ended up going for strangers like me by phil collins oh my god that is so cute (laughs) thank you i think it might be a little too light (laughs) to have been chosen i think it's a very cute selection i would love to watch it uh not any amv animators that feel the same because unfortunately Uh. that does not exist yet (laughs) is this a threat all right so Obviously, whenever we get to a situation where we get zero points on that, uh, we do go through and look at what the top AMVs are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by view count, because there's actually some really popular ones that don't have that many views, but they're like the first ones on results. But uh, we're just looking at view count here. By view count, our first one is to the song Too Late by Felix Cartel featuring Croy. Uh, okay. The next one is for the song... Before the Curtain by I Want It All. Uh, And our third one is to Consider It a Lesson by Sewer Person. (laughs) None of them, which I know. I'd say you have to go a little bit down to start getting to the ones that you would probably know. Mm. Because the first one you'd probably know is Lovely by Billie Eilish, which is probably about eight or ten down. Oh, I love that song. What a great choice. And I'd say uh, one of the ones that is on here that obviously I think most people would know is To See You Again by Charlie Puth and Wiz Khalifa. Oh my god, stop. (laughs) I'm crying again. Oh man. But that said, that uh, that is what could have gotten you the points but unfortunately currently you are at zero points but maybe there's a chance you get a fourth or a first (laughs) (laughs) because our dearest friend lauren do you believe that there is an amv for to your eternity to evanescence bring me to life all right lauren i mean there's a lot of questions here right this is a bummer of an anime and in, in essence he does bring people back to life but It's also very new, and you already weren't vibing too much with the type of songs that were picked for those really popular ones. So it's a hard question. It's a really strong test of your Evanescence here at the end of 2022, the final fourth point of 2022. Wow, I um, was already nervous, and now you just like made it worse. Uh, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yeah, because he keeps, you know, essentially kind of reincarnating, bringing people back. (sighs) <sighs> the the quiver in your voice uh belies a sense of uncertainty um but nevertheless uh never to fear you are correct oh my god there is there is exactly one amv for evanescence premium oh, life wow. Trinity, which wow. gives you one point not closing out with zero here oh getting shit. that coveted fourth point uh for you your singular point but that is still one point which is more than zero, which means we close this out with a kawaii success, a two recommended kawaii, just a thumbs up, and one point in the book. Damn. Wow. I'm proud of you, Lauren. Oh my god, I'm kind of proud of you too. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, thank you, Lauren, for going on this very emotional journey with us this week. Yeah, you know, thank you for taking me to eternity. It's bleak out there, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's worth it. I was going to say, yes. all life is bleak at some point. So yes. Yeah. It's true. But yeah, with that said, I'm glad you enjoyed it. But more importantly, our, I hope our listeners enjoyed it. I hope they had a good time, a fun time, as fun as you could have uh, with this. You know, it is a very <laughs> sad time. Yes. Uh, and, you know, a draw everyone's faces on the wall so that you don't rem- so that you don't forget what they look like time. Oh. God, a cry so hard you feel sick in just episode one time. And a were you actually raised by wolves time. (laughs) (laughs) But until next time, we hope your wait isn't a quiet disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Lauren. And you know... If you need to cry, just keep rewatching episode one. You know, if you're one of those people that needs, like, gets like a cathartic cry once in a while, this is your try not to cry challenge here. This is my uh, wine cathartic cry events that I do. Yeah, exactly. Honestly. (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Uh, Bye. Bye. Bye.